podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com slash terms for more details. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Welcome to another episode of Touchline Fracas, um, the interview edition. Today I'm here with a, you know, a special, special player. Um, can you introduce yourself, bro? Um, you got here Joshua Badger, 21 years old, footballer for Jérôme Bordeaux. And yeah, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be chatting to you guys. And yeah, let's see, see what gets on. Uh, thank you. First of all, I appreciate you for uh, for coming on. Do you know what I mean? Um, do you know what me? What, what was the first bit you said? Something Bordeaux. I've never heard it being called that before. What, what, what's well, the full name? Jean Jean six, six, six. I see you're working on your your French pronunciation and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing my bit now. I'm doing my bit. <laughs> you're doing your... I ain't got no excuses at the moment. That's hard. That's hard. That's hard. Still, um, yeah, man. So. Uh, lockdown, you know, we've been planning this for a while and one of the questions I just wanted to ask you because um, before, I think before we even, uh, you know, were doing the back and forth regarding uh, doing the interview, obviously lockdown and COVID was happening um, and then eventually come out that, uh, you know, the French League was going to stop and it was going to restart. 
um, you know, so the standings are what it is. But how you, what have you been doing uh, during lockdown? I'm hearing about French lessons and stuff like that. How's lockdown treating you? What have you been on? Uh, it's been treating me well. I mean, this is like the first time I've been able to sit at home with my family in, in like four years for this amount of time. So Jesus. I'm really enjoying it now. I'm really enjoying it. I'm um, keeping busy, studying, reading, working on my game, staying physically fit. Obviously, we've got the Bordeaux program now to, to keep going and, and doing every week. So, yeah, it's going well. I'm, I'm enjoying my time. Cool. That's hard. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, so, kind of going on to other things. So, currently, right now, um, you know, the world is currently going through it. Black people are going through it. Um, as you see here, in, well, in the UK, in London specifically, um, I know throughout the UK, but there's a lot of protests uh, Black Lives Matter protests in the US, I think 50 states protested yeah. um, just about, you know, black people and their rights and what happened to George Floyd. Um, do you have, you know, like, what are your comments on that? What are your feelings on that? And how does, how do these things kind of affect you? Um, for me, obviously, yeah, we've, we've got this thing that's going on now where there's a lot of protests and obviously what happened to George Floyd was was absolutely disgusting and the, the fact that that's not the first incident and there's been so many cases is what makes it even worse and just being able to to protest now and obviously have the movement going on now is obviously great for us to to try and get our voices heard and obviously come together and support each other and I think right now is the moment where we need to capitalize and make sure that our voices are heard and that there is change in the, in the near future, not now and then after the protest, nothing happens. I think the main thing is for the protest to actually make a difference in the future and hopefully, hopefully we're able to do that. But yeah. for me personally, growing up as a black kid and a black man right now, um, there was obviously instances where you could tell like, that there was double standards and people are treated differently, especially growing up, coming through youth academies where there was a lot of white players. And um, yeah, it was, it was tough, but for me, it wasn't a big deal personally. But yeah, I think a lot of people go through different cases and deal with it differently. And for me, I'm a strong kid, so I was able to, to break through and obviously get to where I am now. Yeah, no, that's um, that's sick, man. Especially, it's funny you touch on football because, you know, when you grow up, you definitely and you're, you know, again, you're there, you're you're playing, uh, mm -hmm. but like, and you've definitely experienced it. But you always know there's some type of bi uh, bias towards, you know, yeah. maybe the white players or whatever. And even when it comes to maybe positions or whatever, you may have wanted to play centre mid, but nah, like, do you know what I mean? You, the techie white you is always in the middle or yeah. whatever. So yeah, yeah, I, 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 I've been there still. So yeah, I, I, I understand it. But again, you you, you manage to navigate it, and yeah. I'm happy to see you know where you're. Where, where, where you currently are and um, do you know what I mean talent man do you know what I mean it will always rise to the top yeah always hard work and talent and focus and belief in, your, in yourself and and the right guidance as well because obviously mm. that could affect a kid and if you don't have the right people in your life to help you get through it and make sure you're going on the right track then you could go off and I'm lucky I've, I've got a good background good family to to make sure I was going the right way.
Yeah, no, that's because uh, I'd done a interview two weeks ago with Adam Jamili, um, GB, uh, GB Sprinter, and that's what one of the things he said. Do you know what I mean? His uh, parents and whatever, him having his parents and the guidance around him and having that unit um, mm. allowed him to kind of progress and be an yeah. elite athlete in a different sport uh, to use. So, yeah, no, that's, um, again, lovely, lovely, lovely to hear. Um, when I was doing my research, uh, I come across a few things. I hope that I'm right, but, yeah. Um, I saw that you grew up at sea. I never knew that, which was quite interesting. Um nice. Yeah, it said that is it, when when I was when I was reading something, it said that you played for Man City as a kid. Yeah, I went there for six months. Sick. Six months. Yeah. Sick. Well, how, was... how how did that turn out, and how did that come back? Because when I'm I'm suggesting when you was at City, that's when they were just getting good, right? Or was, I think it was just before around. Just before time. they was getting good. Okay. Yeah. So how was the academy then? It wasn't. It was we were at the old um, training ground, so it wasn't the new complex. Mm-hmm. But it was still top quality, and obviously they had quality players. And just to go there was a great opportunity, and obviously I was I was blessed to to get the opportunity to train and to play. I played a couple of games with them as well. So yeah, I mean it was a good experience and one I was grateful for. Interesting. Um, I don't know if you're allowed to say, but what team do you actually support? I support football. I like watching good football. <laughs> I love the Arsenal. But, but if I was to pick, I'd say Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. Right around there, my brothers, we all support Arsenal. Or not cool. All brother, but yeah. Cool. Um, and just kind of like looking at Arsenal and that, if you had, you know, your, you know, your, you was in control, like the, the transfers and stuff like that, who would you think like Arsenal should kind of get into their, to their squad? I'm kind of looking at their squad right now. We have a lot of Arsenal fans that look at this. Um, who would you say there's one player in the world you think that Arsenal currently need? It's a tough question. They need a few, they need a few players right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I've heard they've been linked to Thomas Partey. Okay. Baller. Yeah. Top baller, top baller. Good midfielder, all-round midfielder. And I think he would make a big difference to Arsenal. I'd probably say yeah. that. Just because Sick. of the impact I think he would have on, on the team, yeah. Attacking cool. ones, they've got, they've got enough quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think top, top. just midfield and defensively, they need some, some backup still. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I, I get it. Um, so then we're going to kind of progress and we're going to look at like Sunderland because that's the first time I heard your name. Do you know what I mean? Sunderland, Wonder Kid, just kind of <laughs> touch on. Bro, I used to hear the name. I used to hear like Wonder Kid. I was like, all right, cool. I, I was keeping an eye out. Um, you know, I was hoping that you could have come to my club that I support. But do you know what I mean? You know, things go on. Um, uh, Man United. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was hoping though. You, you, boy, if the piece is there, who knows? Yeah, if the piece is there, do you know what I mean? Anything can happen. But um, yeah, that's what I kind of heard about you. Um, how was your time at Sunderland? Um, and do you know what's funny? Cause I saw something called Netflix, that Sunderland show. And I was supposed to watch it, but I haven't watched it yet. Um, I, yeah. I think you might have been in there. Yeah, I think you might have been in yeah. there. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I watch. <laughs> Shall I watch it? Yeah. Need to give that a watch. Too. All right, cool. I'm I'm definitely going to watch it. But um, yeah. So how would you kind of sum up your time at Sunderland and kind of like how was it? Because that's you know it's a massive team. 
Yeah. Big City, yeah. So how was your how was your time there? I'd say my time there overall was obviously great because of what I was able to achieve and being able to go from Sunderland to Bordeaux. And obviously from the start going through the youth and I was able to learn a lot. I obviously progressed my game and was able to to get guidance from coaches and from from obviously training in the first team at such a quick period. So obviously I was there and then maybe six, seven, eight months into getting there, I started training the first team. And you, and you laughed. And you laughed. And you laughed when I said "Wonder Kid." Come on, man. <laughs> be, be, be serious. Be, be serious, bro. Be serious. Well, you know, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. I keep it. Oh, boy. Go, go, go. So yeah, and then obviously training with the first team, I was able to learn a lot. Obviously, they had quality players playing Premier League football, and yeah, it was obviously a time where I was able to progress my game. And obviously, come up against bigger, stronger players, and I think yeah, that's just a, a good opportunity for me. And I was able to to keep learning, keep working on my game, and just getting advice from experienced players. So, Sick. Yeah. Who would you say there was a player that you know really kind of took you under uh, the wing when you was uh, at Sunderland and um, kind of gave you that advice, or was kind of like there? trying to make, you know, steer you on a straight and narrow. How, how was it was how, how was it in regards to the, the senior players there? Yeah, the senior players were great. I mean, amazing. in the training session, there was always that pressure to, to perform and to keep the high standards. So I think going in there, Jermaine Defoe was probably one of my biggest admirers because I think he just liked the fact that I was good at finishing. He, he went to my secondary school, shout out Defoe. Serious? Yeah, shout out the first though. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, he liked me a lot and he was able to give me advice on, on different tips and different ways of finishing and disguising the keeper, disguising defenders and short back lift, different techniques. And it was a good time because suddenly we were doing well and I was learning and I was getting experience from that. And yeah, I was enjoying my time. Who who would you say is the kind of the best player you played with um, at Sunderland, or you know, kind of the player that you say maybe in training? Yeah, this guy, no next level. There's a few. I'd say Defoe, just because suicide games, he was the go-to guy. Suicide games, yeah. you had him in your team, you're most likely to win. Most likely to win. So I say him. But there's obviously a lot of quality players. There was Wabi Kazri. There was Patrick Van Aanholt. There was um, Johan Kirchhoff. I don't know if you know him. Um, yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of talented players, and it was just obviously a blessing to be able to train with them consistently. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to say shout Patrick Van Aanholt because he's very vocal on Twitter, being very vocal Is using it? his platform. Yeah, vocal, bro, vocal. Yeah. So shout him out, still. Pick him up. Um, one thing I wanted to ask is, um, uh, so, you know, you guys, when you was at Sunderland, there's, you know, you've got the enemy, which is uh, Newcastle United or whatever. Did you, how was it at like youth level? So I'm, I'm quite interested because obviously at senior level derbies or whatever, did you play any derbies at youth level? And is that intensity there at youth level that, yeah, this is a derby, we've got to make sure we win, do you mm. know what I mean? And that extra, yeah. 
motivation. The mad thing is when I when I went there on trial, we I played in derby. It was my second game for them on trial, and I played in the derby, and it was intense. It was it was physical. There was tackles flying in. The weather was terrible, and <laughs> even even the fans on the side were kind of like. So yeah, yeah, it was it was a good experience, and I think I did okay in the games. And uh, yeah, it was if you win the game, then you got bragging rights, and everyone's talking about it for the next God knows how long until the next fixture. So yeah, it was intense, and That's hard. They, did they did their thing a few times, and it was a good battle. Cool. That's yeah. sick. Um, one thing that I'm excited about is um, I see that you made your debut from Nigeria. Mm. Yeah, that, that's big. I, I, I totally, um, yeah, I mean, I'm loving that. And now I'm looking at the squad. I'm looking at the squad. I'm saying, okay, okay, there's a few men in here. Yeah, there's a few ballers in here. And I'm saying, all right, cool. The man that are coming true still. The man that are coming true. And I'm loving it. Like, I'm loving it. Um, you made your debut for Nigeria. Before I ask you about a few other players, how was that? Like, how did you feel? Do you know what I mean? It felt great, man. It felt good. I got on for maybe five minutes. It was against Ukraine. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just to play and just to wear the Nigeria top, representing my family and my country was a great feeling. And, yeah, man, it was good. I mean, I think we drew that game. Yeah, I think you drew 2-2. Two, two. I can't remember. I have to double-check. So the feeling after was, was, was okay. So we were satisfied. Because Ukraine are a good side. So, yes, yeah, yeah big, big side. Man. But, yeah, there's a lot of good players coming through now. And, we're just hoping to to really establish ourselves and hopefully I'm able to get more opportunities to play. We'll see yeah. what the future holds, but yeah. So does that mean, so because you played in that game, does that mean that now you've committed to Nigeria? Or let me not freeze that question think, that way. Because you played a, in that game. Oh, it's a friendly, so you still have a choice. I still have the okay. choice. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. okay. Choice is, is more or less made up. Oh, sick, sick. I didn't want to ask no questions, do you know what I mean? That maybe, you know, maybe that choice could have been pending or whatever. But yeah, 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 no. All right, cool. No, that's sick. Um, I'm happy because it's funny that you um, even said that, uh, that um, your choice is pretty much made up because, again, um, one thing I say is, like the talented, the real, the real, real talented players making decisions really early and getting that international football you know, and then even when you look at the squad, the squad is levels. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like you look, I'm looking at especially in the midfield and attacking areas, yeah, the yeah, squad yeah. is levels. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I definitely love that. And you know, even I, I don't know, is a, is a Garlo still in the squad? Because bigger Garlo's at Man United now. I think he's retired now. You know, he's still re- he's retired. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's retired. Cool. So. No, that that's that's sick though, man. I'm, I'm I'm really happy about that. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in, and deep satisfaction out. Ah. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Um, yeah, man. So a player that you played with um, at, in Nigeria was Victor. Victor Simon. Yeah. yeah, Victor Simon, yeah. How, like, so when you see the development from, you know, then to kind of now, because now I was seeing maybe two, three months ago, 
articles linked with 80 million pound deals and and whatever and you know what I mean there's loads of articles like that yeah. yeah but one thing I want to say is like you've obviously trained with him played with him or whatever um how do you feel like he's progressed on and yeah, you know what I mean? he, looks, he looks very good obviously you can see he's clinical but train with him he's got an intensity and, and a fight and that's one thing I can definitely take from him and use in my game for sure. And yeah, just seeing him do what he's doing, scoring regularly for Lille and obviously representing his country very well is, is obviously great to see. And yeah, I think he's made big steps in such a short period of time and hopefully he keeps flying high and doing his thing. Yeah, no, that's sick. Um, mm-hmm. So like now you left Sunderland, you're at Bordeaux now. So you, you, you know, um, you get the, you get a quote from Bordeaux. You're currently at Bordeaux. How was it playing in a whole different league? And how's the language bar- barrier? Because you know sometimes you might want the through ball mm. and manage. And do you know what I mean? I I don't know. Did you learn the word for through ball quite early, or or how was that? <laughs> Not the word for through ball, but the word for the, the word pass is is simple. Yeah. It's a simple word. So I think. What's the word for pass? Passe or pass- oh pass- come on that's pass- nice pass- that's easy that's yeah, easy simple. so yeah. for me it wasn't it was it was difficult learning the language but actually affecting me during training and games it, it wasn't that big a deal because even in some games you can't hear anyone so oh swear down yeah, yeah yeah when it's Six. loud obviously you can't really hear too much so you kind of just have to go with the flow of the game and the tactics of the game and. And yeah, more time it it doesn't affect you that much. But for me, um, learning the language is is very important, and I need to to make sure I stay on it. And hopefully, in the next few months, I start speaking fluent. No, I love that, man. I I love that you know you've gone to a new country and you've made the effort. You're making the effort, and you have made an effort to learn a new language. Like even your pronunciation. Yeah, you know I mean, when you first come through with the Bordeaux thing, I'm still confused. <laughs> but when you first come through, was superb because I used to I used to learn French like when I was like 16 or whatever, and I, I kind of stopped. So I know that was a a certified pronunciation. Still, ah, hundred. Hundred, hundred, because of like the feminine and then yeah, like the masculine the type masculine of t- yeah, yeah, yeah. So much to understand, but that's that's what the works for. You got to do the work. And then yeah, no, that that's that's sick. Um, one thing I wanted to ask as well is, so okay, now you're playing in uh, the French league. Is it still called the Uber Eats League or League A or League A? Yeah, so you're currently at League A. Uh, what is the difference between you know? League R and say English football because you know a running joke on football Twitter is that ah oh, League R the Uber Eats League or whatever whatever do you know what I mean that's just like the running joke or whatever but now you've played there you yeah. are do you know what I mean you're you're the one to kind of give us um you know yeah, yeah what you actually think so what yeah. would what would you say me, yeah there's a big difference obviously English league is very fast paced and the intensity is I'd say higher because of the fact that the ball is back to front so often. So I think for me, the league aren't is very tactical and obviously the tempo is slower, but the demand for quality is very high. And I think people don't realize that there's a lot of quality in that league. Um, going into games, it takes a lot to, to be the difference. Obviously you've got PSG who, 
mainly they just beat everyone, but they have a lot of quality. So they do that because they have that quality and they probably do that to most teams in England. So mm-hmm. I think for the average teams, it takes a lot of quality and and tactical and, and tech, technical play to, to be the difference in games. And obviously, if you see most of the scores, they're not high-scoring games between, between the average teams. So I think for me, the league is a close league, maybe apart from PSG, there's there's still like the gap between second and maybe 18th, 19th isn't that big. So yeah. I think, yeah, Ligue 1 is a quality league and I'm, I'm enjoying playing in it. I'm enjoying learning a new style and, and just progressing that game. Sick. Um, you mentioned uh, PSG there. And mm-hmm. when I had my research, I saw you was on the bench versus PSG. But you're there, you're seeing people, you're seeing players, do you know what I mean, live and direct. Yeah. Um, so another, there's because I've got bare genders on football tour. So, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, I'm the gender guy when it comes to, <laughs> you know, Mbappe or Neymar, all of these players and that. Yeah, I'm very, very vocal. But you got to see, obviously, Mbappe, Neymar, you yes. know, up close and direct. Can yeah. like, what would you say in regards to Mbappe and Neymar seeing them up close and direct? Like, is the hype warranted? Do you know what I mean, how do you feel about yeah, the hype is warranted. You can yeah. they have this like feel for the game where you know that when they're on the ball, they're gonna do something. And so, um, playing against them, obviously, they have a lot of quality around them, so that when they do get the ball, they have time and they have. They're able to do whatever they want, really. So, I think for me, yeah, the the quality is there, obviously, and we see it week in, week out. And just playing against them was was a great experience and and a great opportunity to learn and see what the difference is between them and the rest. Because you always wonder, you always wondering what are they doing differently. And when you see it live, you know that they're in the game. They're gonna make a difference. They're gonna do something. So, yeah, for me, the quality there is is warranted. The the standout players and they make things happen on the pitch. Cool. Um, one thing, like just staying on that um, Mbappe. So you know, a lot of people tell him as one of the you know world's best players naturally, which is um, you know warranted. He's done a lot, won the World Cup, etc., or whatever. Um, just another player I personally compare him against is like Rashford. Yeah, so I compare him against Rashford. And I would like to know just, you know, from your perspective, you guys play like similar positions or whatever. Where do you think, like, do you think the gap between Rashford and Mbappe is a big gap or do you think it's closer than people think? Because people just say, when I'm talking, people just say, nah, like the gap is this and Mbappe's here and whatever's there and whatever. And for me, do you know what I mean? I personally just, when I look at the players, I don't see the gap in the players. I see the gap in the teams. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Rather than the players. Because yeah. um, that's your position, I would just want to know how you feel in regards to that. Um, I'd probably say that the gap isn't that big. I think because of the fact that Mbappe is able to do it week in, week out because of the level of team he's at and who he's playing against. I think because the quality of Rashford's teammates probably isn't as high as the quality at PSG. Mm-hmm. And they're obviously playing against a more tough opponent. I think it's obviously more difficult for him to make his mark. But I think in big games, you see Rashford always comes up and he scores or he, he makes a difference. So 
I think you can't knock him. He's he's doing his thing, and yeah, I mean, it's clear he's he's a top player. Yeah, no, around you guys' age, there are some, you know, wonderful players. You know, couple years younger than you, couple years uh, above you. Um, even at your age, you got like Sancho. Have you played with Sancho just like training or whatever? And is that something yeah. you know personally? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And how do you think like how he's progressed? Because similar to you, you was in England and you've gone to a different league to kind of play your football. And I, I, that's something that we love. Like, like when we're at Touchdown, we love players that have left England and gone to make their name. Or you might have had a name in England and gone to you know a foreign league and made an even bigger name in that mm-hmm. foreign league or whatever. So how do you think of like what he's doing in Germany? And you know how he's doing and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it's clear he's enjoying his football. He's starting week in, week out, starting big games, obviously playing Champions League football as well. And yeah, I mean it's it's great to see because it gives other players that belief that I you can do that as well. And I think for Sancho, he's obviously a very talented player and he's proven that he's not just he's not just skill, he's end product and nowadays that's that's what people are looking for they're looking for that end product and to be able to make the difference in games and he's he's doing that which is which is amazing to see and obviously he's shining a light for for players in from London and from from the UK to to make that step abroad if they need to so yeah I think he's he's paving the way whereabouts in London you from Uh, originally from Pimlico South there's area. something special about you, South London bowlers. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there's something special about there's the water. <laughs> there's a lot, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It must be the cage football. Or, yeah. I don't know. I knew he was going to say that because that's something San- Sancho said on uh, uh, on on a few occasions. But it actually does work. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's something special about that. Um, so, just a couple questions like that I got from a couple of the lads before we. Um, wrap up who is the best player you've played against I'd say Neymar has to be Neymar Neymar madness there's Neymar right now I'm going to say Neymar just because yeah Mbappe is what do you think about the gap between them two quickly Neymar and Mbappe do you think there's much of a gap there I don't think there's there's much of a gap what you like Depends what you prefer. Mm. I think Mbappe is the finished article and obviously has moments of magic, but I think Neymar is constant magic as well as being a difference in games. So for me, I would pick Neymar as, as, a, as a player that I prefer to watch, but for my team, I'd probably say Mbappe. Cool. And who is the player growing up, um, you know, you kind of looked and he's like, I want to be like that player. Um, or if there's a couple, it's up to you. I'd say Ronaldo when he was obviously playing in the Prem. He was the first person where I was like, "Wow, this guy, he's just yeah, he's different. He's always and he's in the moment. Every game, he's he's doing something." So yeah, I think Ronaldo. And then as I grew up more, I was I grew to Messi, and yeah, it's been Messi ever since. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. So, so you're so uh, there's no point in me asking you in the message yeah. during another debate. Yeah, you <laughs> it already is whatever. Cool. <laughs> so if you're playing FIFA, yeah, who's the first team you go and pick? So who's your go-to team? Because I know some pagans on FIFA are always going to Liverpool straight away. Yeah, are you I'm one of them ones? Barcelona guy. I'm a Barcelona. Barcelona guy. Yeah. Yeah. Barcelona. Cool. 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 After what they, after uh, what Liverpool did to Barca, yeah, I think. Can never pick Liverpool. You can never pick. <laughs> never forgive them. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get that still. Um, and then just kind of like wrapping up. So, as we said at the start, the season's kind of ended. Um, what are your targets for next season? So, personally, what do you feel like would be a good season for you? And then, what do you feel like would be a good season uh, for the team? Um, for me personally. Just to start more games, start more games and get more experience. I think obviously last season I wasn't able to play from the beginning as much as I wanted. But obviously that's football. We need to to work hard and earn your spot and hopefully this season I can I can take that in to pre season and into the season and hopefully get more opportunities to play. And just performing well, just slowly progressing my game. Hopefully, making my mark in, in games and performing at a high level, and just consistently playing and growing. And for the team, just to do better than this year, really. I mean, we have a target for pushing for the top six, and I think we're able to do that if if things go away and if if we perform at a high level and get the results we we want. Obviously, some games you won't get the results we deserve. Some games we won't we will get the results we deserve. So hopefully we need to just keep working hard and, and push ourselves to be better. And hopefully we can get to where we want to reach to. Yeah, no, that's sick. Um, that's, that's, that's sick. That's, that's good targets, man. Getting into the top six. Um, in in France, the top six makes Europa, right? It's top five. Top five, damn. Now we need to get to the top five. I need to see you in Europe, bro. Yeah, I need to... I need to, I need to God willing, bro. I didn't see yeah. Europe. I didn't see Europe. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it, bro. Um, really appreciate the time. Um, is there any last words you want to say or whatever to like people, like, oh, your fans, and cover most things? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. No worries, bro. Appreciate it. Thank you. ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, with hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. Sports Social Podcast Network.